being around sports media and a fan of oh my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, Thursday Night Football Recap Edition. Me, Ryan Wilson. You, John Breach. The other guy, M-I-A. So, Breach, uh, let's start with the you know Ravens, Buccaneers, young versus old. Your Bengals could have made a little ground today. How did you feel? The first half, the, the, the game was a tale of two halves for me, probably for you. How'd you feel over the first 30 minutes about the Bengals' chances? And then why don't you give us an overview of what the final 30 minutes meant, obviously, for the Ravens, but also for for your first place now tied with the Ravens-Bengals? Well, let me just say, first of all, that uh, after watching the Buccaneers lose to the Carolina Panthers last Mm. week and not even score a touchdown, uh, I picked the Ravens to win this game. I thought the Ravens were going to win this game. And at no point did I not think the Ravens were going to win this game. I will say, though, that Uh, During the first half, that was the most interesting part because the Ravens looked absolutely horrible on offense. I mean, it was just it it got to the point where I think in the first quarter it was, are they going to score any points on an actual drive? Because obviously uh, they got a field goal in the first quarter, but that was a gifted field goal from the Buccaneers after they muffed a punt. The, the, The Ravens did absolutely nothing with that, even though they got the ball at the six yard line. They went three plays and out, kicked the field goal, moved on with life. And so when you punt on your first three possessions and do nothing on the gifted possession, it was like, wow, they are four possessions in this game and they've got like five yards of total offense. Uh, So at that exact point, uh, it was a little 
maybe the Ravens could lose, but you also know that the Buccaneers offense is equally bad. They have not been able to score points this year, so they're not in a mm. spot where they can kind of go for the jugular and take you out, even if you're struggling. You know, if Tampa Bay had gone up 17 to three or 20 to three or something, uh, maybe they could have put this away, but it was 10 to three by the time the Ravens got things figured out. And then, you know, once Baltimore started moving the ball, it was just like, yeah, this feels over. So let me let me read you some fun facts if you're well, even if you're a Ravens fan. So they ran 39 plays, the Ravens did in the first half on offense. What do you think the run pass breakdown was? Uh, I know Lamar Jackson threw way more passes than I ever would have guessed. So I'll say, uh, I, I don't even know, like two to one? Seven rushes, 32 passes. Geez, so over four to one, four and a half to one. That's right. So the Buccaneers got the ball to start the second half. Uh, they didn't do anything because they are not a team that can score points. The Ravens next position, a possession, five straight runs. And then they go pass, 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 run, pass, pass, 10 play drive. Into a touchdown pass and to, to Isaiah Likely's first touchdown pass. Oh, no, that was the next possession uh, to make it 10 to 10. And after that, the, the route was on. Um, so a couple fun facts as well. Um, well, they're facts. I mean, that'd be fun depending on who you pull for. So the Ravens became the 15th team in NFL history to lead a game by double digits in each of their first eight games. Um, in those games, they were, let's see. Well, we know there the records five and three. Um, so this is the first time since week three Lamar Jackson has thrown multiple touchdown passes. He actually looked really good in this game, I thought, for the most part. Um, had only thrown for 200 yards once in the past four games until this game. The Buccaneers, meanwhile, are three and four in the first seven games of the season. This is the latest into the season that a Tom Brady a Tom Brady led team has been under 500. Since 2002, and that's the last time he has gone to the playoffs. And here, this might be the most depressing fact of all, so it's definitely not fun. Let's see, total rushing yards for the Buccaneers was what? They totaled 44 rushing yards. The Bucs are averaging, coming into this game, 64.4 rushing yards as a team, and I, I want you to guess. That would be the lowest mark by a team in a season since when? And I'll even give you the team. Uh... It's Who? the Detroit Lions. What year do you think that's been the lowest mark by any team in a season? 1954. Oh, my God. You're so close. 46. Oh, are you, I, you know what? I thought it was a trick question. <laughs> I was going to guess one of those 90s Lions teams, and I was like, no, I got to go further back. I got to go further back. That is bonkers. So and that average is going down now because they only got 44 yards in this game. Leonard Fournette had been averaging. Um. Where's old playoff Lenny or no longer playoff Lenny? He'd been averaging three yards or fewer. Let's see. Here we go. Had eight rushes for 19 yards last week in that Panthers loss. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the five games of season, Fournette has averaged three yards uh, per rush or fewer. He was nine for 24 on the evening, which is 2.7 yards. So um, he, <laughs> he hit that mark. There's so much bad football being played. I don't. So let me ask you this. Is Tom Brady washed or is it a function of injuries and folks not being on the same page each and every week? I think that this is a multi-layer question. Uh, I don't think it's as simple as Tom Brady is washed. Although you saw him make a couple of those throws. He's, he's still under throwing guys, not on the same page as Mike Evans. Like, man, you've been on the same team as this guy for two and a half years. How are you not on the same page? 
at this point in your careers. And so it, it is weird to see that. But I think that, number one, the Buccaneers defense isn't as good as it was during mm-hmm. Brady's first two years. Uh, number two, Brady has no run game to back him up. You just talked about that, where that takes a lot of pressure off your quarterback. If you can run the ball just at all, the, they can't do that. 44 nope. yards running is horrible. And then the third part of this is that I wonder how much Brady, how big of a check Tom Brady would write to Rob Gronkowski to come out of retirement right now. He doesn't have that guy he trusts, it, it, really a tight end. Uh, I, I think this is his ninth straight game without throwing a touchdown to a tight end, which is tied for the longest streak in his career. So this is just it, it, something that rarely happens. He's not throwing touchdowns to tight ends. That's where he likes to look in the red zone. And we've noticed the past couple of weeks, they've struggled in the red zone. They've been forced to settle for field goals. And so I, I think it's no run game red zone. We've seen receiver injuries and the defense isn't as good. It used to be. And Brady's fallen off a little bit. It's funny. You mentioned tight ends breach. Uh, Cam Brady's out with a, a neck injury. He suffered in the Steelers game. Um, and he had a completion to Cade Otten, the rookie tight end on that two point conversion. It was called defensive holding, but Otten should have caught it. They got to do the play over again. And of course, ran it. Rashad white could not score. So he's not from lack of trying um, to, to target his tight ends. If you're watching on YouTube, Billy just put up the graphic. Tom Brady's lost three straight games for the first time since 2002. Um, I'll give you an easy question first, Breach, and I'll give you a harder one. Who, who are the three quarterbacks that Tom Brady has lost to this season, three in a row? Can you do that math? Uh, you mean like just these past three games? Yeah. Like just- Lamar, PJ Walker? Yeah. Carolina, the and then who did they play the week before how dare, that? How, how dare you? Uh, can he pick them? It was the Steelers. Were you how dare me? It wasn't the yeah. Pick it and then Trubisky came in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where I was getting confused. Got so it. The last time was two thousand four. Um, can you name any of the quarterbacks that he lost to? And that streak was uh four games, I believe. Uh the last time he lost three straight games. Yeah, it ended up being a four game losing streak. Two thousand four. How come yeah. our graphic no, says two thousand two? Two thousand two. But he lost four straight games. That's what the four in parentheses. Oh, um, man, like Peyton Manning. Is he on the list? No, that's a good guess. Uh, I'll, I'll, here, I'll give you. I'll give you easy hints. Okay, Chargers quarterback Drew Brees. I'll give you the a Packers quarterback Brett Favre. Okay, now it gets a little tougher. Dolphins quarterback in two thousand two. Jay Fiedler. Oh my gosh, how'd you get that? Is it Fiedler? It's one hundred percent Fiedler. <laughs> All right, this this might be easier. Broncos quarterback. Uh Jake Plummer? No, not bad. 05 is when Plummer played for sure for the Broncos. 02. I won't give you the other hand. It's too easy to tell you the other hand. Who is it? The guy who came after Elway. I would have gotten it if I already knew that. Oh, Brian Greasy. Brian Greasy. I was gonna guess Greasy. Dang it. So there, there we go. It, this is a tough stretch. Uh, Brady said last week that he's not he's not going to retire in season. Um, minus, yeah, let's see, like minus three hundred. Is that about right for Brady not retiring during the season, or is that too high or low? Ah, uh, I mean, he seemed he talked about it on his podcast on Monday, and he seemed pretty adamant about it, and gave a really long winded uh just kind of explanation on why he wouldn't and it was you know one of those things he said was like i was raised to never quit and just these little things that make you think that he probably wouldn't retire 
in the middle of the season. Now, maybe we hear an announcement six weeks from now that says, oh, well, Tom Brady has a hamstring injury. We're going to we're gonna put him in bubble wrap. He's done for the year. But I don't think Brady would retire. Mid- I, I don't think he would vehemently say this, that he's not going to, and then do it. Because that's not the kind of guy he is. So uh, I would be shocked if he retired midseason. By the way, uh, Breach, I sent you those fun fact stats to your Google and Yahoo accounts that you don't check your company email, which with that's where they originally were sent. So look for that. Okay, so uh, I'm sure we'll come back and talk about the, the Bucks in a second here. But let's talk about the Ravens, the team that won five and three, tail two halves. We talked about that. They got back to running the ball in the second half, and they were absolutely dominant. You know, coming into the season, in the first few games of the season, the Buccaneers' run defense was supposed to be uh, one of the strongest parts of, of their their team. Not so anymore. Gus Edwards went for 65. Kenyon Drake went for 62 on seven carries. Lamar Jackson went for 43 on nine carries, and, and on and on it goes. 204 rushing yards, uh, if you see the graphic here uh, on YouTube. This feels like a better sort of balance for this this offense. I don't understand the 32 passes in the first half. I don't know what Greg Roman was trying to prove the offensive coordinator. This balance felt right. And it feels like something that, you know, they always say running game and, and defense travels. This feels like it's sustainable once the weather turns. Um, how do you feel? I, I suppose as a Bengals fan about how this Ravens team finally looked like the Ravens team, we thought they might. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it depends on what you think of the Buccaneers. Do you think the Buccaneers are a bad team? Then, if you think yes, that, they are terrible. They lost well, to the then Steelers the Ravens, and the Panthers. The Ravens did what they were supposed to do. You're supposed to beat the bad teams in your schedule. So I, I think if you ask the Ravens, they probably expected to win this game. Oh, every NFL team expects to win every game. But the Ravens probably thought they were going to walk out of Tampa with a W, and they did. And I, I think that most people probably thought the Ravens were the better team. They have a more talented roster, and – they finally figured that out at halftime. I don't know what they were doing <laughs> in the first half with, look, you only run the ball. I, I think they only called five runs. Lamar Jackson had two scrambles. So they had seven total runs, but the five runs they called between uh, Gus, the bus and justice Hill, five runs for 26 yards. You're literally averaging over five yards a carry. And you're like, you know what? We're not going to do that though. We're just going to totally ignore the run. And it's like uh, John Harbaugh just, went up to his offensive coordinator at halftime and was like, excuse me, sir, we're going to run the ball and keep running it. And just, that's all we're going to do in the second half and don't do anything else. And Greg Rome was probably like, okay, that, that sounds good. Cause 204 rushing yards in the second half is insane. It, it's a whole lot. And clearly that didn't come in the first half, because as we noted, they refuse to run the ball at all. So not to look too far ahead, this is week eight, but, who wins this division in the, in the AFC North? And let me give you a little context, see if that sways you as a Bengals homer. Um, you know, week eight, as I mentioned, there are 18 weeks in the season now, 17 football games. The remaining schedule for the for the uh, Ravens has one team with a winning record. That's week 18 against your Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals have four games against teams with winning records as we sit here, Tennessee, Kansas City, Buffalo, and then, of course, Baltimore. What do you want to do? Uh, look, I could put on my Homer hat and my Homer jacket and my Homer shoes and my Homer pants, and uh, nobody would think anything of it because Halloween's coming up and orange and black is the color everyone's supposed to wear. Yep. But I'm not going to do that, Wilson. You know, before the season started, I thought the Ravens would win the division. The Bengals would be a wild card team. And now when you factor in the fact that uh, they're not going to have Jamar Chase for a few weeks and they have a much more difficult schedule, 
that if I had to put money on it right now, I'm probably putting it on the Ravens to win the division. It just seems like their schedule sets up uh, just much easier. That's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I, I think so. But, I mean, look, you make a good point. The Ravens beat a truly terrible football team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that literally lost to Mr. Trubisky and P.J. Walker. And you could argue P.J. Walker is a better quarterback of the two. But they did it on a team that fired their coach and got rid of their best player days before. So there's that. And the and the Bengals are playing the best football of the season so far. I think you would agree with that. Right, but we don't know. They're an unknown quantity without Chase. So I, I think that goes along. You can't say, hey, look, this team might go on a run and win eight straight games because we have no idea what their offense is going to look like without Jamar Chase. And my counterpoint would be Mark Andrews is banged up and Rashad Bateman is banged up. Well, right, but we saw that the the Ravens can function without both of those guys, and also it's a predominantly running team. I mean, this is a team that ranks yeah. top five in rushing every year. Lamar Jackson's been their quarterback, so if the receivers get injured or if Mark Andrews gets in, injured, they just they have a plan. They just fall back onto the run game that they've been dominating people with. Whereas we don't know that the Bengals have a plan like that. So here's another fact: it's not fun if if you're a special teams homer like yourself. But at the end of the first half. Your guy, my guy, Justin Tucker, attempted a 60-yarder, and it was blocked. I don't know if I ever remember seeing a Justin Tucker kick blocked, but um, according to the folks on the telecast, he was two for six in his career from 60 yards, which seems bad, (laughs) but it's actually pretty impressive. Um, Any thoughts on on the field goal, what went wrong, and and perhaps um, should we expect him to make that because it's Justin Tucker? I think everyone, I mean, I was rooting for the Ravens to just get any sort of drive there so that he would get to attempt a 60-something yard field goal, um, and and then it happened. So it was a little disappointing to see it blocked, but the longer kicks usually are a little bit easier to block because the kicker will have a little bit lower trajectory to try and get more distance on the ball, although I'm actually not sure that's the case with Tucker because all his kicks are pretty consistent um but you know the buccaneers made a good play i would have loved to have seen that field goal go in because i love watching field goals over 60 yards because there's only three or four of them per season yeah but i you know if anything i actually thought that drive was good for the ravens because it was the first drive where they really thought oh we can move the ball and uh you know because like we were saying they did absolutely nothing and then five minutes left in the second quarter, they got the ball. They drove all the way down to Tampa Bay's nine. They go for it on fourth down, which we would be talking about a lot more about the fact they failed if they had lost this game, but they didn't. So it's just another, uh, well, they went for it for fourth and two in the nine. In that situation, I probably kicked the field just because I don't think Tampa Bay's offense is that or, good. Or, again, first half, run the ball. Like, why are you throwing right, Or the run ball? the ball. Right, right, right. And they called that, uh, you know, a pass that just seemed destined for failure as soon as uh Lamar Jackson got the snap and then they took over possession again with 46 seconds left and drove right down the field again it just felt like those two drives kind of spurred their confidence into the second half yeah worth noting Brian Jay pointed out in the comments and he was on the sideline center of the game Deshaun Jackson's coming back too he's was on the practice squad and he'll be um graduating to the big boy club pretty soon and as uh Billy notes Drake Drake um Kenyon Drake looked pretty good, too. Gus Edwards hurt his knee. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. He just came off that ACL, and he was running all over that defense. He had to leave the game uh, with what looked like a hybrid extended knee, so hopefully nothing more than that. But uh, to your point, Breach, the running game is sort of what they're built on. Greg Roman must have been drunk in the first half with all the 
passing they were doing, but um, it all came together in the second half. So the Ravens feel fine. It, it felt like John Harbaugh was able to get his footing. You mentioned that fourth down call. I say that in, in the first half that was problematic. Uh, but later in the game, I think on a fourth, they kicked the field goal on the fourth down when they went up 27, 16, or excuse me. Yeah. 27, 16. Um, let me make sure I got this. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Fourth and one from the 12 yard line two sixteen to go. It was 24 to 16. And you know, part of you thinking like, okay, is John Harwell and Lamar Jackson going to talk themselves into going for it and running the clock out. Thankfully they kicked the field goal to go up 11 points, two scores. And, um, that was a smart play. They did not think themselves. You could argue they, perhaps they did in the, in the, um, previous fourth and two with the two minute warning in the first half. It feels like John Arbaugh is sort of back within the the confines of, of normal analytics instead of just crazy analytics. You do that, you get the running game going. You can get your players healthy. You only have one team on the schedule that has a winning record currently, and it feels like the the pieces are setting up. But if you're the Buccaneers, I mean, well, and real quick, as uh, you know, you look at their schedule and. There, you mentioned Mark Andrews being injured, Rashad Bateman, Gus Edwards even got a little bit banged up there and had to leave the game. But all of these guys are going to have plenty of time to heal because yeah. you have the 10 days here before your next game. Actually, you have 11 because their next game is not until Monday in week nine. So you have that bonus day. Then they have the bye. So between today, October 27th is the night they played this game. And their next game, they only play one game between right now and November 19th. So that gives you basically three weeks to for everyone to heal. Yeah, I think it's like tw- I think they said twenty three days on the telecast. I didn't think that could be right, but that sounds about right now that you say it that way. So, one other thing I want to mention quickly about the the Buccaneers. We can talk about how they're doomed for failure, or perhaps going to save the season. Uh, but in Week Ten, that's when they travel to Germany to face the Seahawks. Uh, that's right, right. Let me ask you something: If you're the Seahawks, are you pissed that you're flying an extra four hours? East to get to your destination because that feels like a, a competitive disadvantage. All right, Wilson. I didn't think we were going to have to do this on the podcast. Just do a quick 30 second version of it and can move on. But I was looking at the schedule as they posted it late in the game. I was like, oh my God, the Seahawks get screwed traveling inside the, the continental United States. Now they got to travel to Germany, which is going to be four hours getting just to the East Coast of the U.S. before they get over the Atlantic Ocean. Um, now, this is going to sound crazy. But due to the curvature of the earth, I assume you're not a flat earther. Oh, you're um, going to go north over the poles. How much time are you saving? Uh, that Tampa is almost the same exact flight oh. distance to Munich as Seattle is. How about that one? So Did you use a real globe to measure that with a tape measure, or how did you know that? Well, the fact that there that was something I saw over the summer, and I just kept it in the back of my mind because it's that's such a, a weird fact. So you know what that not, sounds like? What? The YouTube short. <laughs> uh, let's get the YouTube shorts going. Oh, that's a fun that's a fun fact. All right. I, I resend my previous complaint. I mean, the time zones are still in play, though. I will say that because it's still, you know, Tampa Bay's flying from Eastern time. Seattle's flying from uh, obviously Pacific time. So that game that kicks off at 930 a.m. on Tampa Bay's body is kicking off at 6.30 a.m. on a Seahawks player's body, and I think there is something to be said for that. So, yeah, I'd be a little upset. All right. um, Less so than, than than perhaps I should be. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll, we'll talk about the Buccaneers' fate, good or bad, right after this. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Breach. Uh, and real quick, while we were in break, <laughs> I got the mileage. The Tampa, if you fly nonstop from Tampa to Munich, it is 4,996 oh, miles. So basically 5,000 miles. If you fly nonstop from Seattle to Munich, it is 5,283 miles. So the Seahawks are only flying 287 miles further, which, you know, you're flying going 500, 600 miles an hour. It's an extra 20 minutes. So really about the same an extra 20 minutes or 500 more knee, deep knee bins oh there you go so billy asks uh has lamar jackson earned this new deal i think lamar jackson was going to get paid no matter what like lamar jackson could take a flight to the moon and hang out for three months and he's still getting top dollar right yeah I, <laughs> this game is like uh you know, we were talking, people were saying after the Dolphins game, well, maybe Lamar doesn't deserve his deal. Or after the Bills game, oh, well, he's losing money. Or or they lose to the Giants because they can only score 20 points. Like, the Ravens' season has been so up and down. There's never been any uh, surefire, man, Lamar's going to get $250 million instead of $230 million. You know, Lamar's going to get an extension at some point. And I don't think any one game is going to help his cause or destroy his cause unless that game is the Super Bowl. And in which case, if he got the Ravens in the Super Bowl, then he is going to get a huge, huge, huge contract, and the Ravens are just going to have to pony up like they did in 2012 with Flacco. Would you agree that each game he plays adds more money to his final new contract whenever it's signed? But does he? Are they like docking him dollars when he loses? When they lose? And the, and no, the because quarterback, unlike every other position, is latest guy to sign signs the biggest deal. I, I just think he gets like 235 million. If they get to the AFC title game, then maybe they up to like 240 or 245. They get to the Super Bowl, maybe they up at the 250. But I think it's what's the average annual value? Whatever the going rate. Aaron Rodgers at 50 million, so probably right around there. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. He'll get one dollar more than Aaron Rodgers, no matter. What. He could throw 50 interceptions. Well, not 50. He could have a bad year by Lamar Jackson standards and still probably get 50 million. Unless they didn't make the playoffs, then I think the Ravens would. Uh, but he would get it somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he's getting paid. Um, meanwhile, the Buccaneers. So, they're 3-5. and five. They have the Rams coming up. 
Yikes. And then the Seahawks game in Germany. And then they get to the bye. What's going to happen over the next two weeks for this team? Well, the crazy thing is, if you would ask me three weeks ago, who's going to win that Buccaneers-Seahawks game, I would have said the Buccaneers. And now they might lose both of these next games heading into the bye. Yes. But, you know, the reason (laughs) I I don't think Tom Brady's going to retire in the middle of the season is because all Tom Brady has to do is log on to CBSSports.com, click on the little NFL standings icon, and look at the NFC South. There is a literally a 50% chance that we could have a four-way tie at three and five in the NFC South after week eight. And all that has to happen is the Panthers beat the Falcons and the Saints beat the Raiders. Everyone's three and five. So then you're starting from scratch and everyone has nine games to prove themselves. Yeah, but you're starting from scratch on a team where the coach just said days ago, we're in a dark place. And that was after losing to the Panthers and before losing to the Ravens, two weeks after losing to the Steelers. Everyone's hurt and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. In fact, you're not even sure how far down the cave you're, you are. Yeah, but all the other teams are in the cave with you. I mean, Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback for the Saints. The The, the Panthers are using their third option at quarterback. Uh, that was, you know, going to training camp, PJ Walker was an afterthought, and the Falcons don't even throw the ball. The Bucks have to worry about an offense that is designed from like 1942. Uh, it's just, I don't know, okay. this division seems wide open, but if you're Tom Brady, that's what you're saying to your guys. Hey, guys, we can win this division. We're still, if if the Panthers win, you say, we're still tied for first place. We're three and five. Who cares? Because we're in first place. So they're three and five. What are they going to do against the Rams and the Seahawks? The Rams game is in Tampa. The Seahawks game is in Munich. I mean, probably lose and lose. <laughs> so they're going to be three and seven, but there's still a chance. There's a path. Uh, okay. I, I mean, but what about the Panthers? I mean, their next games are the Falcons and the Bengals and the Falcons, and they could be, you know, and if the Falcons are currently tied or technically in first place right now, because they're three and four, not three and five, and they have the Panthers and then the chargers, you know, I yeah, think most gosh. people will pick the chargers to beat the Falcons. So it's just like this team, this whole division's in total disarray. It is, it is the, remember the NFC South and the Panthers went with a seven, yeah. eight and one record one year. Yep. That's what we're staring at. Losing record is going to win this division. All right. Right now, October 27th, who wins the NFC South? I will go with the Buccaneers. You. I'm going with the Andy Dalton Saints. What? They're two and five. Playoffs? And they should have won. About playoffs? You they should have won that game, to the uh, the last nationally televised game. But Dalton threw all those stupid pick sixes. And if they play at 1 p.m. or 425, they'll be fine. I was thinking about it. I just didn't want you to think I was a homer. I don't know. They've got a tough schedule. They all have they, they're terrible. They're four terrible football teams. Every person, every team they play is a tough team on the schedule because that's how bad they are. So I don't know if it matters who they're playing. Right. But like the Saints might not be favored <laughs> in a game for the next six weeks. I'm laughing. December. I'm laughing because Will McClain in the comments says Panthers going from number one pick to first place in the NFC South in two weeks. <laughs> David Tepper's worst nightmare. He so desperately wants a quarterback and they're, they're winning too many football games. And is he, that not the most NFC South thing ever? And I was sort of joking that Steve Wilkes had to go undefeated and he still wouldn't get the job. Steve Wilkes can go undefeated and he's going to get fired for going undefeated because he screwed him out of the number one pick. So Steve Wilkes, uh, he's going to do what the Raiders interim coach did. He's going to get to the playoffs and then they're going to fire him anyway. Yeah. He's going to pull a risk, rich Passaccia and, uh, be given a watch and shown the door. And then he can file that as evidence in his lawsuit. That's yeah, right. I, I led this team to the playoffs and I still got fired. So what do you want here? 
All right. Anything else, Breach? Any other fun facts? Anything that stuck out to you about this game? It, it wasn't necessarily that exciting, especially in the first half. I thought the Ravens looked good in the second half, but as we discussed, they're playing a truly terrible football team. And You mentioned uh, a lot of numbers, so I'm going to throw one more out. Yeah. Tom Brady passing your boy Ben Roethlisberger oh, yeah. as the most sacked quarterback in NFL history. Brady got sacked three times against the Ravens, and he needed to get sacked two times to break Big Ben's record. So Brady's now been sacked 556 times in his career. Ben Roethlisberger's been sacked 554 times. So the record is Brady's. Russell Wilson's on sack to get sacked like 800 times. So uh, if he somehow lasts in this league four or five more years, the record's eventually going to be his. But if he doesn't, then Brady's just going to go to his grave holding his record. Yeah, my takeaway when I saw that graphic was, good Lord, Big Ben took a lot of sacks, and and he was drafted in 2004. Brady was drafted in 2000. He retired last year. Brady's still around, obviously. So um, Brady was much better getting in the ball and had a better offensive line in general. But, yeah. Down goes Brady. Right. You gave me a trivia. Do you want a quick sack trivia? Yeah. Who is number three and number four <laughs> on the all-time sack list behind Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger? Joe Burrow's number four, I'm pretty sure. He's taken so many sacks in two so and a half years. So um, oh, man. You have to get uh, Brett Favre? Brett Favre is number three. He got sacked 525 times. So Yeah, I would imagine that Drew Brees is not on there because he didn't get sacked a lot, at least late in his career. Uh, number four, it's not Peyton. Peyton didn't play long enough, and he got rid of the ball quickly. Uh, Peyton didn't even get sacked 310 times. Yeah, he wasn't messing around with that nonsense. He did a lot of chucking and ducking like Eli. Uh, here's he a fun fact since you guessed Peyton. Andy Dalton has been sacked more times than Peyton Manning. Yeah, no, I believe that. Who's the other one? It's not Philip Rivers. He it didn't get sacked. Rivers. Um, Rivers ended his career with 464 sacks, taken that ranks 12th all time. It's not Aaron Rodgers, I don't think. Aaron Rodgers is ranked fifth. It That's is. Close. Oh, it's fifth. Okay, you so need fourth. fourth. Rodgers uh, got sacked 513 times. Only five quarterbacks ever have been sacked at least 500 times, and you have named four of them. Wow, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, who's the other quarterback? Do you want any hints? Yeah. He won a Super Bowl against an NFC South team, even though they weren't in the NFC South at the time because the division didn't exist. Oh, that's a long time ago. Ooh, Matt Ryan's a great guest. Brian J. No. Uh, no, well, he, didn't win, he didn't win the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, Matt Ryan ranks 10th all time. He has been sacked 474 times. I don't, who beat the, the, the NFC Central team? I'm guessing is what it was. Is what it who was? beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl? Matthew Stafford? No. No. Uh, who the Patriots did? I already said Tom Brady. The, I mean, they did, but it was before that. Oh, John that Elway. Oh, God, that was 98. Yeah. 98, 99. John Not Elway. Sure. I never would have gotten that. One. There we go. Everybody, Everybody Nichols got, got Elway. Still of sack trivia. Timothy Benson guessed Aikman. Aikman got sacked a ton. Where's he on the list? Aikman is, man, that is. He took a beating early in his career. He got sacked 259 oh, right. times, but he only played, he played, his career was a lot shorter than everybody else's because he only played 11 or 12 seasons, and most of the guys at the top played at least 15 seasons. No, he's making $8 billion a year. He's making more now than he ever made. Perhaps it was, he probably made more than his career in Dallas, but hey, good for him. And he doesn't have to get hit. You play to win the game.
<laughs> harm. Big harm, big worm. All right, Breach, that's all I got. Unless you got anything else, that's a wrap. That was exciting. Yeah, first game of week eight in the books. Ravens five and three. Challenging your Bengals. Buccaneers, uh, I think safe to say they're one of the worst teams in the NFL, right? The Buccaneers? Yeah, but they're in a division with the other worst teams in the NFL. So it all. I just up. mean like just standalone looking at teams in terms of, oh, my God, this is going much worse than we all imagined. I just think their offensive line is so bad and there's no way to fix that. And they don't feel comfortable running behind it. There's just there's so many issues. It's like, how do you fix it? You, you can't make 17 trades at the trade deadline. And so you just kind of got to hunker down and say, all right, this is the team we're going to win with, even if it doesn't seem possible. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, people, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't know how NC State did, but hopefully they lost in honor of Will Brinson. And um, we'll talk soon. See ya. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.